Chapter forty eight of Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years eighteen o seven o eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years eighteen o seven o eight, by William Walker, Jr. Chapter forty eight Edward Trofton, FRAS. Born October seventeen fifty three, died june twelfth, eighteen thirty five. Edward Trofton, the first astronomical instrument maker of our day, was born in the parish of Corney, on the southwest coast of Cumberland, and was the third son of a small farmer. An uncle of the same name and his eldest brother John were settled in London as mathematical instrument makers and as his second brother was apprenticed to the same business edward was designed to be a farmer continuing to be his father's assistant till the age of seventeen the death of his younger brother however altered edward's destination and caused him to be placed with his brother john at that time a chambermaster employed chiefly in dividing and engraving for the trade and the higher branches of the art under the instruction of john who was an excellent workman trofton made very rapid progress and at the end of his time was taken into partnership about the year seventeen eighty two the troftons established themselves in fleet street where they commenced an independent business and soon rose into eminence after the death of his brother john edward alone continued the business until the year eighteen twenty six when increasing age and dislike to routine employment induced him to take mr william sims as his partner and successor the instruments which facilitate navigation were peculiarly objects of interest to mr trofton and long after his infirmities were an effectual bar to the applications of his most esteemed friends he exerted himself to supply the seamen with well-adjusted and accurate sextants your fancies he would say may wait their necessities cannot in seventeen seventy eight he took out a patent for the double framed sextant a construction which combining firmness and lightness yet admitted of a considerable radius in this invaluable instrument after trying and rejecting the repeating reflecting circle of borda mr trofton in seventeen ninety six hit upon one of his happiest constructions the British reflecting circle, as he delighted to call it, an instrument which in right hands is capable of wonderful accuracy. It is a characteristic trait of Mr. Trofton that in order to bring his favorite circle into general use, he reduced its price far below the usual profits of trade, and if he had succeeded in his attempt, he might have been ruined by his success, for his sextants were by far the most gainful article of his business with the same earnestness to promote the interests of navigation he invented the dip sector afterwards reinvented by dr wollaston and expended time money and ingenuity to no inconsiderable amount in attempting to perfect the marine top for producing a true horizontal reflecting surface at sea the marine barometer the snuff-box sextant and the portable universal dial owe to him all their elegance and much of their accuracy 
where others invented or sketched, he perfected. In the ordinary physical apparatus, Trofton made considerable improvement in the construction of the balance and of the mountain barometer. In the same class may be mentioned the form given to the compensated mercurial pendulum, his pyrometer, by which some very valuable expansions have been determined, the apparatus by which Sir George Schuckburg attempted to ascertain the standard of weight and measure, and that apparatus which, in the hands of Francis Bailey, has given an invariable simple seconds pendulum. In the ordinary geodesical instruments, Mr. Trofton greatly improved the surveying level and staff, and reduced them both in weight and price, with increased convenience and accuracy. It is, however, in the construction of astronomical instruments that this great mechanician particularly excelled. Here he reigned without a rival. His portable astronomical quadrants are models of strength and lightness, while the repeating circle of Borda, an instrument which he disliked, first received its beauty and accuracy from his hands. The ordinary reading micrometer and the position micrometer commonly employed in the measurement of double stars, were greatly improved by him in simplicity and brought to perfection, and he first applied the former to dividing, though in circles and scales it had already been used in reading of. Mr. Trofton's larger works, such as his equatorical instruments, circles, transits, etc., are as well known in the astronomical world as those of Wren in the architectural. They are too numerous to mention here, and are distributed in various parts of the world. The gigantic zenith tube at Greenwich was about the last work on which he was engaged, and he had just time to finish it before his strength failed. The only astronomical instrument which is not greatly indebted to Mr. Trofton is the telescope, and he was deterred from making any attempt into this branch of his art by the curious physical defect of color-blindness which existed in many members of his family. Like Dalton, he could not distinguish colors, and had little idea of them, except generally as they conveyed the impression of greater or less light. The ripe cherry and its leaf were to him of one hue, only to be distinguished by their form. With this defect in his vision, he never attempted any experiments in which color was concerned, and it is difficult to see how he could have done so with success. The most remarkable of Trofton's writings are an account of a method of dividing astronomical and other instruments by ocular inspection, etc., Filtrans, 1809, which was awarded by the Copley Medal, a comparison of the repeating circle of Borda with the altitude and azimuth circle, Memoirs, R. Est Sous, and several articles in Brewster's Edinburgh Cyclopedia, such as Circle, Graduations, etc. In the year 1825, Mr. Trofton paid a visit to Paris, and in 1830 he received an honorary gold medal from the King of Denmark. During the latter portion of his life, he became almost entirely deaf, only hearing by the aid of a powerful trumpet. He died at his house in Fleet Street, June the 12th, 1835, in the 82nd year of his age, and was buried at the cemetery Kensal Green. Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society, Volume 3, February 1836. 
End of chapter 48